0: People you know, will
1: hang out by
0: anything. Yeah, <laughs> they truly will.
1: If there's Pop a place... A squat by a river. People are going to hang out there.
0: <laughs> that's what I always say. That's
1: what I always say.
0: Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm her little brother, William.
0: And this week we are talking about monsters of the deep. Sea monsters, as suggested by our listener, JD, in our Patreon live stream. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for the yeah. suggestion, JD. It's been... Uh, It's been interesting. It's been hot in New Jersey. Yeah. I have gone to the beach once.
0: You did? Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: I think once we took Mm -hmm. the baby there. We put her feet in the water. She did not like that. Yeah. Maybe she could sense that there was an evil creature out there lurking in the depths. I wouldn't put it past her. She's very perceptive. But it's certainly a beachy time of year. Right?
0: For some people. For some
1: people. For people that like the beach. <laughs> not for my.
0: Not for my.
1: <laughs> Maybe Not for my. Maybe you're happy out there, people. Yes, I hope you are. Like, I'm happy
0: inside. It's like
1: 90 degrees.
0: Yeah, it's really hot.
1: Insane. Yes. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different sea monsters here. Yeah. Some which are literally sea monsters. Some which are misunderstood mm-hmm. creatures. Some which I think are just made up and don't exist at all.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of mine are... Either a, a real verified animal that somebody thought was something else, yeah. or just, you know, people get carried away.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got like one like ancient myth. Mm-hmm. I've got one conspiracy theory. And I've got one thing that I think is just a lie. <laughs> Which I really start there. What I
0: want to hear what's a lie. You want to
1: hear just about a lie? Yes. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about so. <laughs> um... It's the the kind of claim that I usually don't make so overtly on the show when I don't believe stuff, but I'm going to talk to you about the Oklahoma octopus. Okay. Now, Oklahoma, as you may or may not know, if you picture the map of the United States of America and you think about the coasts where there might be, you know, beaches, therefore sea creatures, right? right? Loch Ness is a lake, but Scotland is... Obviously, surrounded by water. Sure. Oklahoma is quite landlocked. Yeah. It is just above Texas. It has no coasts.
0: It's where the wind blows sweetly on the plains or
1: swiftly on the plains. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, where where the wind wind blows. blows.
0: Sweeping down the
1: plains. Sweeping. So not sweetly? No. Or swiftly? I I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, maybe.
0: But... The people who wrote the song, song Oklahoma, wanted to highlight the sweeping, I think. The
1: sweeping. Yeah. Not the sweetness. Right. Um, So here's the thing about the Oklahoma octopus. There are lakes in Oklahoma, which is where they claim an octopus lives. An octopus the size of a horse. Big octopus. It's a
0: big octopus. It's
1: It's a big octopus. And they claim that it can drag people into the water and drown them. Here's the thing. The lakes... In Oklahoma, that people are talking about in regards to the Oklahoma octopus, Lake Thunderbird, Uolag Lake, Mm -hmm. I believe, and um, Lake Tenkiller are all man-made. Okay. They are not like natural formations. So when you think of a man-made lake, you don't necessarily think of like animals being native to it, particularly aquatic animals. No. Particularly... The octopus. Are octopuses, because we found out that when we talked about
0: octopus before, it's not octopi. That's not proper. It's, is it octopuses? Am I remembering correctly? Don't worry about it. I don't know. I'm going to say the octopus. The octopus. Um, are the octopus found in lakes anyway, man made or not? No. Okay. The
1: octopus is a distinctly salt water, yeah, like the ocean water creature. Yeah. They do not live in fresh water. Right. There are accounts of octopoidal. Beings mm-hmm. being in fresh water, but usually it's before they die, or it was a mistake. Okay. Sometimes they've survived in there, but there are accounts where they're like, we think that it just was like clinging onto a rock. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't want to be in fresh water, right. is the point. Let alone a man-made lake, let alone a horse-sized one that's trying to kill people. Seeing
0: why you think it's a lie.
1: Yes. So this comes from cryptids, with a Z,
0: okay dot fandom. I also com. used cryptids, with a Z, I believe. I at least came Hell across it. I don't know if I used it.
1: Hell of a site. Yeah. So um, they make the claim that... Um, Those lakes, particularly Lake Thunderbird, let's stick with Lake Thunderbird. There are an unusual amount of drownings that happen at Lake Thunderbird. I tried to look that up. I don't know that that's true. I did find an article that was like, it's been been a horrible time here in Oklahoma with so many deaths around Lake Thunderbird. And I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa, so what's this? It is legit. But it was like somebody was shot and then there was like a boat accident and it's like.
0: I wonder if Lake Thunderbird is like a hangout spot you know what i mean where people are kind of like partying like a beach sort of thing maybe so if people are maybe drinking and gallivanting it's sort of um you know a dangerous locale for that
1: you're not you're not far off there because i do also have from um cryptids with a z they do say um due to the lakes being (laughs) i don't even know i'm reading this earlier than i had planned to but because cryptids with a z Z.fandom.com, is obviously a pro cryptid website. Yes. Right? They they revel in the monsterness of things. But the last thing on the page says, uh, due to the legs being man-made, the drownings are most likely the result of people getting drunk and not paying attention while yeah. swimming. Also, also, just a little one little tiny clause here at the end. Also, the drowned victims have no sucker lash- lacerations on their bodies. This little throwaway thing at the bottom of the page undoes literally everything else on the page. Right. Basically, also there's zero evidence that of an octopus. There is anything having to do with an octopus? It's also by the way, there's zero reason to think any of this was true. Right. But so your point about Lake Thunderbird maybe being like a hangout spot or a place where people go and they're drinking and carousing, and then yeah. a tragedy happens, seems like it might be more on the ball. Um I don't know about it as a hangout, though, because of a weird fact from the Lake Thunderbird Wikipedia, which says local Oklahomans refer to it as Lake Dirty Bird. Okay. <laughs> because it's all well. murky and gross. <laughs> Maybe full of puke. <laughs> people partying
0: people still hang out at places like that like by where we live i think that they say the raritan river is like one of the most polluted rivers in the state or Mm. something even loftier than that people still hang out by the raritan
1: river yeah i guess that's true So people people will hang out by anything
0: yeah (laughs) truly will
1: if there's a place squat by a river people are gonna hang out there
0: that's what i always say (laughs) that's
1: what i always say (laughs) um but to your point the octopus we've covered before In episode 31 of Guide to the Unknown, obviously, The Octopus and Jane Mansfield was the name of that episode. Where I was talking about how some people theorize that the octopus might have DNA not of this earth. Yes. Literally, the origin of an octopus might be from outer space. So, did perhaps an octopus fly in on a meteor, Mm -hmm. crash into Lake Dirty Bird, flourish... grow to the size of a horse <laughs> and start drowning people without suction.
0: <laughs> I'm calling it flourishing.
1: It's so funny. <laughs> Flourish.
0: It landed. Flourished.
1: Flourished. Um, the answer to my question is no. I think no. There's no way <laughs> at all. As a matter of fact, I just firmly believe there is not an octopus in Oklahoma, uh, at yeah. least on these lakes. I'm sure maybe somebody's got an octopus in an aquarium somewhere. Um Uh, This is also a quote from cryptidswithaz.fandom.com. The species most likely has a diet similar to marine octopus, with it eating freshwater species similar to its marine counterparts prey. What they're saying is if there's an octopus in here, it probably eats stuff that octopus usually eat. Right, like, but just the freshwater
0: version of that. Right.
1: Okay. So it doesn't eat people.
0: Why does it eat? Oh, all right. Is
1: what they're saying. I'm
0: saying like, why do we need a distinction? Why
1: are we, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> just say it's an octopus. It what? does what octopus do. <laughs> right. However, the drawings, oh, this was a typo that I thought was funny. And it confused me for a while. The drawings in lakes where it's reported to live could be caused by the octopus. They meant to say drownings. Ah. However, the drownings in lakes where it's reported to live could be caused by the octopus. An octopus this size can have up to eight strong tentacles to pull in unwilling human underwater.
0: All right, William, I think I'm going to go with you. What a
1: strong, what a strong argument! It can have up to eight. Right. Eight tentacles to pull. Some, yeah, that's an octopus. It's yeah. an octopus. Oct. Yeah. Octo. Totally done.
0: I think it's a lie.
1: I think it's a lie. I think um, it's a bald-faced lie. The last thing I have to tell you is that um, I learned something. <laughs> i learned about something that i know existed there's an animal planet show okay called lost tapes have you ever heard of this no it is a fictional horror show oh that aired on animal planet dramatizing cases of people becoming the victims of cryptids oh no i didn't know about that so in episode five they did a story of people running afoul of the oklahoma octopus yeah the show was i
0: guess they had tentacle marks on them that time
1: i guess so uh yeah they did say that they had like bizarre circular bruises on yeah them. but like yeah this is fodder for like a weird scary story mm-hmm. you know
0: it seems more like weekly world news
1: yes i agree with you because there's something you know? mundane about it
0: yeah there's it's...
1: something just outlandish without purpose yeah right like, and where just, did it come just from no
0: base i think that's where the thing just like Somebody just made this up. It feels like it's just from somebody's mind. Right. Other things are sometimes like, yeah, we now know that that was a seal, but people were afraid of this thing because they'd never seen a seal before. Right. Like, this doesn't have that. It seems to have just been somebody's imagination.
1: Someone just went, I heard there's an octopus in there. Right. That's the origin of the story. Correct. Someone just, like
0: Bat Boy, somebody yeah. just had an idea for Bat Boy. Someone
1: just made it up. Yeah. And people talk about it. Mm-hmm. I did see people, somebody um, on like Facebook posted, like, I went fishing in Lake Dirty Bird and I found this, and it was like a weird little four-legged octopus thing. Oh. This is true. Uh-huh. It was just like a little teeny, tiny, I teeny, think tiny I cuttlefish,
0: C-U-T-T-L-E, cuttlefish, oh. like look like teeny octopus. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know if they're usually in freshwater or not, no but idea. maybe? But
1: people were like, there you go, proof. That's uh-huh. just a little one. The big one's in there somewhere. It's its baby. And then a lot of people were going like, well, we all know now that the octopus is an alien, so it came from the stars. Right. And I was like, the point of the we octopus... We are all made of star stuff. We are all made of star <laughs> stuff. Just Laugh love." But the point of the octopus story wasn't that they're literally coming from outer space right now. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The point was that they're distant... At
0: some point.
1: Right. Theoretically. Right. Um, but so, yeah, people were talking about it as if this, like, little teeny tiny thing a guy had found was, like... Well, that's the- fun. The legit... It was super fun. Yeah. It was just weird.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: there you go. A bald-faced lie. A
0: bald-faced lie. The
1: Oklahoma octopus.
0: Didn't Um, Annie Wilkes... <laughs> call paul whatever his last name is a dirty
1: bird all the time he was a Missouri. dirty bird and this story is a duty lie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing it's just made up <laughs> and i'm a writer like i like making stuff up sure. but i don't know why i don't know why but this strikes me not as like a fun thing it's just a lie
0: <laughs> you know what i mean i guess because you couldn't even be able to there's no possibility there's, of it being true. No, you know there's no mean? possibility of it
1: be, being true. And again, the purposelessness of it just makes me go, "What are you?" Why? You should have made up
0: a better Who story cares? that at least has some sort of tie to the area, yeah. something that's a little bit feasible. <laughs> this just seems random. Right. It's almost like Mad Libs. I
1: might be offended that there's not I more of a you story seem here. Offended. I want yeah. this to be an urban legend. I want this to be like Gary and Linda had gone down to the lake. They were sweethearts, right? And she she thought that he put his arm around her, but it was really an octopus tentacle. Like, like, I want it to be more of a, like, the hook-handed killer type thing. Right. But it's just, what if there was an There's octopus? There's water here. Right? What if there was an octopus in that and it yeah. was really big like a horse? Octopus here. Because yeah. water.
0: Yeah. I think that's, think that's all it, cool it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the White River Monster. Yes, please. Okay. So this is an Arkansas cryptid. And I actually got to talk about this a little bit a couple months ago when I was on the podcast Bigfoot Collectors Club. Mm. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I'm a patron for it just because I like it. And I was in episode 155. Hmm. Um, we mostly just talked about just like spooky stuff. And then at the end, it focused on the White River Monster. But just so you know, you can go hear more about it there.
1: And just so you know, I've, I've never been on that show. So
0: That's right. And just so you know, I told you why don't you reach out to them because Mike specifically said to me we got to get your brother on this show.
1: Well, just so you know, I I, I probably forgot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. It is so in some ways it's like the opposite of the octopus in Oklahoma because this is like saying the opposite is not quite right
1: because it's definitely true. <laughs> it's
0: definitely true. No, but like this is like a thing in the state of Arkansas. Okay. Like they have merch about what they call Whitey, the White River Monster. Um, It's such a thing that they dubbed a state park the White River Monster Refuge. Oh, cool. It's for fun. That's fun. Um, And the deal with this thing is that it was first spotted by the Quapaw Indians who told a story to each other, but then it seems like its fame or infamy kind of really took off during the Civil War because they were using the White River to transport guns on boats and somehow... It, a boat was just, like, upended, knocked over, all messed up, and it got attributed to this river creature, the White River Monster. That's cool. So, people reported it to be snake-like, snake-like but spiny and, like, 30 feet long. Hmm. Herc. Yeah. Uh, someone reported noticing that its hide was crusty and scaled, and that crusty scaled thing was a report from Little Rock, Arkansas, could it have been a Clinton? Oh my God! That's what I want to know.
1: Well, that's the joke. Could yeah. it have? It would just was because it lived in. Yep, Little Rock? Yep. So yeah, this monster was a Clinton.
0: That's No, not the monster. The person who reported the monster. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I was like, what kind of joke is this? <laughs> I mean, that's still not much of a joke. Yeah, I was gonna, it's better than saying, could the monster have been a Clinton? It is better. You're Which right. is like, it almost plays like uh, if we were like a light political commentary yeah, show, yeah, yeah, but totally. with, again, no purpose, <laughs> like no meaning behind our actions. <laughs> Sounds like a Clinton.
0: Or like, you what? know, like very anti- clinton so it's like oh so it was a giant snake
1: must have been a clinton yeah but that doesn't even it still wouldn't make sense because there's no like snake comparison you know what i mean like
0: you no, know, being a snake being sneaky slimy. Oh, okay all you know, right yeah acting so you, like a snake
1: political comedy is lame
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like um, when there was that tape of Kim Kardashian, no, excuse me, Kanye West and Taylor Swift talking about a song that he mentions her in, and she said that she had no idea it was coming out, and then Kim Kardashian released the tape of that, and people kept leaving all those snake emojis on Taylor Swift's Instagram all over the place.
1: Oh, I didn't know about that part.
0: That's why there was the whole branding of snakes for the Reputation album. William, try to keep up.
1: I didn't know there was a Reputation album.
0: It was a few albums ago. (laughs) God. Okay. She owned. She took back the narrative. The narrative she never asked to be a part of.
1: I knew. I knew that. But I thought that was the. I kept the receipts. That's where that came from. It's both. But there's a lot of things happened there.
0: I know. A lot came of that leaked video. Wow. Okay. It's prolific. So let's go to my next section. bramlett Bateman cashes in.
1: at Bateman. Yes.
0: So there was a local farmer named Bramlett Bacon, and in 1937... No, did, did I just say Bacon? Bateman. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in 1937, he claimed that he had seen Whitey, the White River monster, several times. He said, quote, the animal rises to the surface in the late afternoons and floats or swims around 5 to 15 minutes with its head underwater. So he was like, okay, I can make a little moolah on this operation. If I live by the river, I'm saying I see Whitey all the time. How can I capitalize on this? So he set up a viewing area where he charged 25 cents each for a chance to see the monster. And he also had sandwiches and soft drinks available for sale. So it was popular for a while. Business was really hopping. But nobody saw the creature. Yeah. At all. And so business obviously ended up falling off. Later on, I mean, I'm sure there were kind of spotty settings and everything. But then again, later on in 1966, three people who were fishing also saw Whitey. And this time they described the monster as looking a little bit different. They said it had a tail like a mermaid's, a long body, arm like flippers, and a head shaped like a monkey's. Oh. That basically sounds like the Fiji mermaid.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: You know, because it was like the top top of it was a monkey, I think, yes, if I remember correctly. And then the bottom
1: was a fish. That was like a P.T. Barnum yep. type creation, right? Yeah, so
0: the Fiji mermaid was exactly that. It was a P.T. Barnum creation that it was just a taxidermied, spliced together monkey and fish. And P.T. Barnum put it on display and charged to be able to see this mermaid that was from Fiji. Because it's so exotic. It's so and P.T. Barnum was an American.
1: Right. Uh, Sucker born every minute yeah. was the famous P.T. Barnum mm-hmm. saying, which should also be attributed to Bramlet. Bramlett
0: Bateman. Hell of a name. Yeah, I know.
1: Um, Have you ever seen a Fiji mermaid?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. At um, Ripley's Believe It or Not in Atlantic City. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. I saw
1: one at um, Escape My Room Ah. in New Orleans. Cool. They had one in this little waiting room and Uh it looked so gross. They're
0: disgusting. They're
1: disgusting. Yeah. They are, their flesh, at least the one that I saw, it was like black. Yeah. Don't know what, if that means it was like just paper mache? You know, or if, like, I don't, I don't know, know what happens to flesh when it's not really cared for. I mean, this is so
0: black? gross, but, like, think about, like, leather. I guess if there was, like, a yeah. very thin leather yeah. that was very, very old, it would probably get, like, papery and black and flaky. Right. So I think it probably was their flesh, which had been taxidermied, but add, you know, 100 years to that or whatever. True. Probably starts looking kind of crappy.
1: Um, this thing, the the White River Monster... Um, could also look like Rain Wilson in the movie House of a Thousand Corpses where he's turned into Fishboy. What? Tale of a Fish, top half is Rain Wilson.
0: Really? Yes.
1: It's disgusting.
0: That sounds horrible. I didn't know things like that happened in House of a Thousand Corpses.
1: You'd love it.
0: No, I wouldn't. Um, (laughs) So, let's see. Okay, and then 1971 was like the big boom for the White River Monster. There were several sightings, all with, you know... Kind of similar, like it was in the water, I saw a thing, sort of descriptions. And though that like rash of sightings is what caused the government to set up that refuge that we talked about. Um, It's a state park that they also kind of cheekily call the White River Monster Refuge. And it has the rules that no one is to, quote, molest, kill, trample, or harm the White River Monster while he is in retreat. Oh. Very
1: nice. Those are good rules. Leave that thing alone.
0: Absolutely. So sightings have slowed in subsequent years. So now he's kind of just like the mascot and emblem for at least that area of Arkansas. Um, He leads the Christmas parade in Newport. So there's like a float of the White River Monster. Cool. And they sell whitey themed stuff in shops around the town. Some people think that he passed away long ago when the water level got too low for him. But others still say he's out there. Swimming and slipping around,
1: <laughs> Sli- <laughs> Sli- <laughs> slipping around the White River monster. Yep, still out there slipping around. Yeah, I love it when a monster becomes sort of like adopted by, yeah. uh, like the local town or whatever, and I now do it too. becomes their thing.
0: Yeah, like Champ.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Another another sea monster. Yes. Um, want to do one more, and then we'll take a quick break. Yeah, okay. I think so. so I'm going to tell you about my. This is a, sort of a little one, mm-hmm. admittedly, but uh, I'm going to tell you about Taniwha. Okay. Taniwha. Wa. So the Tanny Wa, Kristen, is not so much a monster, but more a sort of um, like a, a, a mythological creature. It's a folkloric creature. It's a, a protector spirit okay. in Polynesian and Samoan myth. So, so it's a good guy. Yeah, it's a good guy. But like the many. rare good guy. Like many good guys, and like uh, th- they'll punish people who do wrong, mm. mm-hmm. you know? So there's a little bit of. You better respect but also fear the tanwa, I guess, is what I gather. I mean, I I think I'm reading about literally like a local belief. So uh, that's just what I got from Wikipedia, basically. But so the name... Taniwa. It's T-A-N-I-W-H-A. The name uh is derived from shark mm-hmm. or fish, so literally just like an aquatic creature. A lot of depictions of it, though, make it look like a giant gecko. Okay. And there's a genuine theory that maybe the original idea of the Taniwa, or like the the visual idea of a Taniwa, is because of maybe alligators. Literally just, like, trucking along yeah. and making its way toward islands where they're usually not seen. That makes sense. And so, like, hundreds of years ago or whatever, people saw an alligator, which usually shouldn't be in those waters. And we're like, what? Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah. And uh. so the, the visual of that creature became part of this story. So... The Taniwa, like I said, they're guardians to a certain extent. So they would protect, like, certain tribes, certain chiefs. They would literally almost, like, chaperone boats and canoes um, to make sure that people were safe in the water. Yeah. And so some of the belief uh, uh, later on is that they've continued to protect descendants of the original tribes that they once protected. Okay. Stuff like that. Now – like I said, they also have an element of them that punishes. Uh-huh. And this is kind of cool because I had never even thought to look into this before. But if you've broken a taboo, this is the term that led to taboo.
0: Okay, makes sense.
1: Tapu is uh-huh. the original one. T A P U. That's the original taboo, hmm. which is basically like if you you know if you do something that's taboo, right? You are sort of like violating. You're
0: like breaking social contract.
1: It's something yes. that you're
0: not supposed to do.
1: So think of it truly the way that I read it. Anyway, if you break a taboo, it's like sinning. Yeah. So yep. if you sin, the Taniwa are going to basically punish you for breaking the rules. That's cool. And uh, they will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> it says here they'll they'll kill and eat you, but I've got a
0: lot of monsters. Is just they'll eat you. They're gonna. You know eat what I mean? You. It's easy. Yeah, it's clean. It's scary. What's
1: kind of fun about the Taniwa though? It seems like there are many of them. Like yeah. there are different versions of them. Like one of them is supposed to look like a big white eel. Mm-hmm. So they are like different incarnations of them, um, and they have different stories about them. So I've got two stories here that I'm going to read to you. Um, but also, they're not giants. Okay, you know, like these may be guardians, but mm-hmm. they're not. The way that I, again, they're not gods, right? So you can catch them, maybe you can tame them Mm -hmm. in some versions of stories, and apparently you can kill them too. So check this out. When Hotupuku, a Taniwa of the Rotura district, was killed, his stomach was cut open to reveal a number of bodies of men, women, and children whole Uh. and still undigested like Jaws undigested yeah. undigested that's exactly what I was going to point out this yeah. story is about catching a monster cutting it open and and looking at the contents of its stomach spill out right it's the events of Jaws yeah there's a tanywa in the water that's eating men women and children we got to catch it mm-hmm. and we got to prove that it's the right one um there were Other various body parts, they say. The Taniwa had swallowed um, all that its victims had been carrying, and his stomach also contained weapons of various kinds. Darts, green stone ornaments, shark's teeth, flax clothing, and an assortment of fur and feather cloaks of the highest quality. So these things would go around and eat people. And I, I just think it's fascinating to like... Almost do like the 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 like ancient forensic work mm-hmm. of like seeing what this particular creature right. has been up to. Um, now and it's
0: not spitting anything out; it just takes it it's all. It's just in
1: there. Yeah, it's weird that it's got so many things in there undigested.
0: Right, it's never like patooey.
1: Yeah, it, it, it also means that it's not. It's literally not, to not yes. digest it's means not like, that it's not eating for the sake of sustenance. Right. Which again implies almost like eating you to remove you from society. Yeah.
0: This is just a means to an end.
1: You're just done. Yeah. You're all, it's almost like putting you in jail. Yeah. But I mean, you're dead. But like, it's almost like the act of like, you've broken a taboo. You've broken mm-hmm. a taboo. You've sinned. We're going to remove you from society. Right. I I don't have to do this to feed myself. I have to do this because you don't that's, belong up yeah, there.
0: Yeah, that's the purpose. How does – do you remember how Pinocchio ends up in that whale's stomach? Was he being bad? is he like Bronto
1: or something? Didn't the whale have a name?
0: Huh? Did oh, I don't know. No, I think huh? you're thinking of that weird – Huh? Did, did I do that?
1: Yeah. But it was just like a taste <laughs> of like Guide to the Unknown like 40 years from now. What? What did you
0: say? <laughs> well, I think there was that scary, like half, um, you know, what's it called, half donkey boy? Wasn't his name like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yo,
1: I, I remember not liking Pinocchio. I hate Pinocchio. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh my god. How do you feel about that guy that played him? <laughs> remember that man, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Different man, that grown man who won oh, an Oscar. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I do. I don't remember who it is. but I know you're talking. You about. know
1: that man. Yeah. What a cool joke, right, everyone. <laughs> Think about that man who I can't remember the name of. Really killing it. Anyway. But
0: anyway, I was wondering if it was at all some sort of very removed takeoff on this story. Like, I didn't know if Pinocchio was being bad and the whale ate it. I really don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I also know that there are things like Jonah and the whale, but I yeah. don't... Jonas? No. It's, Jonah? Whatever. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. People get eaten by stuff all mm-hmm. the time. So here's, here's a thing that, that you made me think of before with, like, them saying about the White River monster, like, leave it alone. Yeah. Um, here, New Zealanders have used the Taniwa to dictate policy. In 2002, um, a politician ensured that part of the country's major highway, State Highway 1, would be rerouted in order to protect the abode of their legendary protector. Mm. Uh, This Taniwa was said to have the appearance of a large white eel, and they argued that it must not be removed, but rather uh, move on its own accord, and that to remove the Taniwa would be to invite trouble. So they built like they changed roads yeah. to not anger the taniwha which also made me think Smart. of Iceland.
0: Yep. Icelanders
1: totally. as we've covered before would would rewrite their sort of policy to mm-hmm. make sure that we, they weren't angering like elves right. and stuff like that. I just it's fun to me the idea of like folklore becoming yeah. part of reality. I think this was And it
0: affecting infrastructure. Yes.
1: I think this was highly controversial cuz mm-hmm. people were like sounds to me like you just want to move the like I think it just became a controversy, yeah. but still, it's an interesting concept, yeah. even if it's not the right thing. Um, last thing: in 2010, there was an episode of the show Destination Truth where Josh Gates and his team went looking for the Taniwha.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And turned up no good evidence. You've gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Again, one sentence at the end that like <laughs> just implies well, that there's nothing. No,
0: it, it means that one person didn't turn up good evidence. Yeah, that doesn't really undo everything the same way the thing saying there are no sucker marks.
1: I agree. You're right. It's not the same. Yeah. I just think it's funny to have a brief thing just go, there's nothing.
0: There was <laughs> nothing for this Couldn't guy. Couldn't find anything. This one guy. I
1: did a whole show. One time. Couldn't find a damn thing. That
0: one time.
1: I went out there. Was paid to go out there. I didn't even find a thing. Look. What can you do? Your job
0: seems like a lot of other people find have the Tannywad Josh Gates. Yeah. That
1: what? That's what we're sending it you there hiding. for. It was hiding.
0: It didn't want to be found. It was like I don't want this kind of exposure.
1: It'd be awesome if there was finally a Ghost Adventures type show one day that always found their monster yeah. or their ghost. I
0: know. Totally. Has there
1: ever been one where no. they did? No. No,
0: not definitively. It's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> not definitively. What bad luck
1: that no ghost or monster show has ever found one.
0: I mean, it's it's you know,
1: them's the brakes.
0: Totally, you can't prove it, but you can't disprove it.
1: You it's know, exciting.
0: Yeah, it is exciting. It's fun to think about. I,
1: it's but that's why I like us talking about this stuff. Yeah, rather than going like I'm going to find it. Yeah, because you can't. I know. It's so much more fun to like the thought experiment of it is so much more interesting to me. Yeah, I get that. Than being like, I've traveled halfway around the globe uh-huh. to find the the White River Monster.
0: Yeah, but then we get to see well, the places. And that everything. was
1: a bust, but kind of fun to go there.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah. That's correct. It is kind of fun to go there. It's fun to give us the viewer a visual okay. on all this stuff that we're reading about. You old fuddy-duddy. <laughs> all right. So before we move on to the bullet back... Oh. Of Deutschland. Whoa. Of Amsterdam. Wow. We just want to let you know a little bit about ourselves, the river monsters that are Kristen and Will. Yes. So we host this show every week in an audio and video format. And if you go to youtube.com slash talkbomb, you can see the video version of every single episode we've ever done. We also have a Patreon page that has a lot of extra stuff. So if you donate $4 or more per month to us, then you get access to the Netherworld Warrior team. Year. That includes a, month, <laughs> monthly, a <laughs> monthly bonus show that comes out on the 13th of every month, and there are 20-something at this point of Will and I doing cool things that we can't necessarily do on this show.
1: Yeah, we've watched like clips of soap operas where they have the devil appear on the episode and, and stuff like And we've been like able that. to
0: include the audio from that because the thing is, on a regular podcast feed, you can't have copyrighted material out there.
1: We got a bogus copyright strike the other day where somebody threatened to find yeah. 130000 Yep. It wasn't true. No. Because we don't do that kind of stuff. But go check out patreon.com/gttuPod
0: because it flies
1: under the radar. You can radar. still
0: put that feed into your podcast app, so that bonus show, which is called the Netherworld Dispatch, lives and gets updated just like all of your other podcasts. But it's technically kind of on a different wavelength that gives Will and I wiggle room.
1: To be, you may we're making it sound as if we stole stuff. We didn't. No. We played clips of stuff and commented on it, which is, everybody agrees, fair use, except it gets tricky when you actually try to make your business or your show depend on you doing that publicly. That's right. So it's commenting on stuff like, you know, Will Smith did a YouTube video or a a music video that was about Freddy Krueger. So we watched it and talked about it, you know. Mm -hmm. And Um, played
0: audio from it so you can hear it and get what we're talking about. Exactly.
1: We're going to have a new episode of the Netherworld Dispatch coming up in just a few days Mm -hmm. where Chris and I are going to be ranking our personal opinions on... On horror movies, horror movie monsters, you're going to get our individual takes on like what's the best horror movie of all time. Stuff like that. Yeah. So check all that out. Yeah, please do. We've also got, as of this past week, Kristen set us up with a brand new P.O. box. Mm -hmm. People out there have been asking us, where can we send stuff? And you know what? We dragged our feet for a while because it's really nice of people to offer, but we don't expect you to send us anything. No, of course not. However, enough people asked, so we went ahead and did it. If you want to, you can send us mail. Guide to the Unknown, 900 Eastern Avenue, Suite 26, box number 166, Somerset, New Jersey, Zero eight eight seven three. That's right, and that'll also be in the show notes for the episode. Yep, and you can always find that at gttupod.com or go to gttupod dot slash links, mm-hmm. and you can find links to all of our stuff everywhere. That's right. Um, on a personal note, I was recently notified by the uh, our marketing team over at Hunter Killer. They told me that season one of the the Blair Witch series. Yep, that I was one of the writers of and did sound design for, and maybe something else. Listen for a little Willie cameo in season one. Uh, all of that's available in one package. Yeah. Huntakiller.com slash Blair Witch. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. You can get the entire season one in one purchase. Evidently for one week only they're doing shipping free. Cool. Yeah.
0: I bet that's an experiment too to see if people like that. Oh, maybe. And like want to keep doing it. So if you like the idea of all the Huntakiller
1: boxes Yeah, literally, literally showing purchase, up to you in like one lump sum.
0: Rather than waiting month to month. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, it'd be awesome. But second of all... People buying that makes them want to do that in the future. So yep. something to think about.
1: Plus, if you if you get season one of Blair Witch, not only can you hear me somewhere and read some stuff that I wrote alongside Eleanor Haney, Travis Madden, Tatiana Naya Ford, I did sound design on stuff, and there are Kristen references in there. Mm-hmm. There's literally a reference in there where you can find Kristen's like like Twitter handle, basically. Yeah. I changed it very minimally. I wrote Kristen into the season one. Yeah. And season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, season two is out of this world with us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're all over that thing. Hell yeah. All anyway, right. th- that's it. Yeah.
0: All right. So let me tell you about the bulletback of Amsterdam. So this is basically a Dutch boogeyman-esque sort of figure. Awesome. Um, it goes for kids specifically. Mm. It's only about kids. <laughs> Parents around the globe. Yes, that's exactly like, what it is. You
1: gotta keep it down. The is gonna get you, the boogeyman's gonna get you, uh, banshees are gonna get you. Everything's gonna kill you and eat you if you don't shut up and let me sleep. For
0: God's sake, one night, this Jeremy. One. Or what's a, what's like a Dutch name? I don't know, I, it doesn't matter. Tulip, um, wooden shoe. Um, so this is a little bit more altruistic because. The boulebeck, in keeping with the theme of this episode, lives in water, lives under a bridge. And it's because little kids in Amsterdam, I guess a whole lot of them, walk to school and they're walking along a ditch that's like full of water. And so parents are afraid that they're going to fall in or whatever. So there is this story about how if they get too close to the water, then the boulebeck is going to use a hook and pull them under.
1: Where'd it get a hook? I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: But it is a big hook that it uses to pull children under and drown them. It's
1: probably the spine of a previous victim.
0: Pro- oh, God. What's wrong with its spine? What do you to mean? To be in a hook shape?
1: The bullaback. back Killed somebody. Oh, fashioned it. And then fashioned their spine into a hook to catch yeah. more victims because the first victim was a little, it was a little hard to get that guy.
0: Probably. Yeah. Um, so the word bullebec translates to villain, rogue, or scoundrel. Huh. So That's it's just scoundrel. like, very, I know. So just like very basic. The parents were like, okay, what's like a bad word that you wouldn't want to be? And we're going to tell kids that that is in the water. And so they need to
1: stay away from the water. The, the scoundrel's going to get you.
0: So, whatever. <laughs> um, so there, I found this really interesting article all together from the University of Akron called Embracing Monsters. And it's just kind of talking about the nature of monsters and them being made up, what purposes, what reverberations they have. I didn't read the whole thing, but it seemed really interesting. And there was a section about the Bulebek where they spoke to a woman who grew up in Amsterdam and lived with this legend. It was like a thing when she was growing up. So here are some quotes from her about her experience. The bullaback had big hands and strong arms. He was also part fish, big, with sharp teeth. He was a water monster. If we came too close to his realm, the water, he would grab us and take us with him forever. When I turned four, I joined the motley troop of kids walking to school in the next village, Hugwood. Trees lined the straight country road and a ditch separated the road from the pasture lands. The art was to walk behind the trees without falling into the ditch. Mom knew our game, our obsession. She knew we would not stay on the roadside of the trees, but were drawn to the dark danger of the ditch. Kik ut de she emphasized every day when we left for school, trying to instill fear of the water in us. Beware of the boulebec. So the article goes on to explain that this was very much a local legend for a local problem children walk to school along the ditch how do we keep them out of it which I think is a really cool idea
1: I love it and I love that story I love the story of like kids that's the ironic thing Right, like kids are drawn to the ditch regardless, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like a weird thing. You can jump down there. Ooh, what if I fell down there? Right. So you, it makes it a game to sort of like yeah. walk along it. There's stakes. There's stakes.
0: There's stakes on the way to school, which but, is
1: making it less boring. So, the, so adults introduce a monster. Mm-hmm. There's a monster in there, so stop doing that. But it doesn't make the kids stop doing it. It adds another fun risk exactly. to what if you did fall in there. Exactly. The same- weird. It's ironic. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it doesn't stop
0: yeah like for a lot of things not all but like demonizing it makes you want it all the more you know um this same person said that this just made everybody more obsessed with the ditch of like everybody wanted to play around with it um so there is a weird twist in this story or it's really more my research of the story similar to at the end of the octopus one where it's like And by the way, the suckers, blah, blah, blah. In a different way. So I'm reading all this. It's all cool. Then the weird twist is that one source said that the legend also includes the fact that once the children get... Once the Bulebeck gets you, he's pulled you with his hook. He's put you in the water. Once you get down there, you will see an underwater palace and beautiful lights and stars. What? What? What are you talking about? I know. So what I think is that the Bulebeck got onto the internet and wrote this part in. And <laughs> just added, like... Yep, to lure the children down there because it's getting bad press, and it's like, but I want them to come. Um, you're going to see a beautiful palace down there. Yeah, it's there cool and down here.
1: I mean, there, down yeah, there. right. <laughs> Who wrote this? The Bulebek? You should just come with me. I mean, let the Bulebek... It. ...go with, take you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. That's... Yeah, if a di- maybe ditch means something different than what I'm picturing.
0: I think ditch might be like a little like creek or river or something.
1: Because ditch to me is like somebody dug a hole and yeah. rainwater filled but it up talking- or something. Like nasty rainwater puddles and mosquitoes.
0: I don't know, because they're talking about canals and ditches in almost the same kind of way. So I think it must be like a river and walking along the ditch to get to school like why would the parents give a crap if the kids film like a muddy thing you know what i mean like oh but i mean i mean like
1: yeah i guess i'm what i was saying is like a ditch is just like a big industrial hole it's a big pile of crap Mm -hmm. right ditch here i think i think you're right this must be like a body of water Mm -hmm. to some extent yeah um that's so weird. There's a palace under there. You know what that also makes me think of is what? like the Slender Man thing where mm-hmm. like for those – the horrible story of those girls yes. stabbing that other girl who survived, I think, right? Yep. The the They said that there, they had done it because they thought they could then go to Slender Man's mansion in the woods. Yes. Which was the first I'd ever heard of Slender Man supposedly having a mansion in the woods. Mm-hmm. The Bulebeck having like a palace underwater – Feels like it's not connected to the original version of the story
0: that's exactly what I was thinking. I think this might be something that like an older kid bully said to right. a younger kid to get them to like jump into the canal.
1: It's an add-on, yeah, not by the original author
0: no, so not only was it like a footnote in what I read, yeah. I think it's probably a footnote to the Buback story.
1: yeah, it's so weird, totally it's so we- definitely written by the bulback themselves, right. Right? I completely agree <laughs> with you there. um all right, my last creature here kristen yeah is one that i am very excited to talk to you about um you you proposed frankly all of these for me this one thank you for giving me this to talk about i have always been curious about this thing i know what it's gonna be i thought that it was a simple short story uh-huh it, it's not long but it's 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 interesting yeah. there, there are some layers here i'm gonna tell you about the, the Montauk, Montauk Monster. Monster. I
0: knew you'd be into this oh one. Oh my good god! Oh my god! Oh
1: my god, Kristen, what do you think you know about the Montauk Monster?
0: Like nothing. I think it's something gross. I think Correct. I've looked at pictures of it and been like,
1: Ugh. oh yeah. That's the other thing I should say. Um, inadvertently, you sending me down this rabbit hole for the Montauk Monster made me look at a bunch of dead animals, dead drowned animals. So thank you for that. Sorry, I'm going to spare the rest of you out there. <laughs> I'm just going to describe their corpses. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> Don't In worry. In detail, I hope.
1: Yes. A, a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use a million words, but you still won't see the picture, so Gross. you're fine. Unless you Google it. Yeah. Okay. So, this story goes all the way back, Kristen, to July 2008. 13 years now it's been. Mm. <laughs> 13 long years. <laughs> when a dead thing, a dead animal, creature... Uh, uh huh? Yeah. Washed up on the shore outside of Montauk, New York. This is out like by the Hamptons. Yep. All right. The animal, I, this is my description looking at it. The photo went viral way back when. I had seen the photo over the course of these 13 long years mm-hmm. many times, never really knowing what the hell I'm looking at. Right. This thing in the sand is plainly dead, plainly drowned plainly bloated Uh it obviously used to have fur it is roughly the shape of like a dog yeah all right it's got like the haunch the haunches of a dog with those hind legs of a dog it's Uh got a long skinny tail it's got front paws the wrist of one of its front paws has a little bit of fur left like a brown sort of fur which indicates that the rest of its totally like smooth hairless body was probably once covered in fur, but having been drowned, having been in the water this long, the fur sloughed off. This is disgusting already. It's disgusting. Its face, Kristen, has like two short little ears, Mm -hmm. like up ears like a cat almost. Um, And its face, it's like muzzle, where like a dog's face would be, is a rounded off like eagle beak.
0: Oh yeah, okay. It Mm -hmm.
1: looks bizarre. Yeah. It's also a dead animal, and it churns my stomach looking at it yeah its skin is like a pale dead white mm-hmm. except for the fact that because it's been in the water and it's been dead for who knows how long the viral photo of it shows it to have reddish purplish blemishes all over its body it is a sight to behold yeah it sounds like it it is no wonder this thing went viral because at a glance you look at this thing and you go this is not any animal I've yeah, what the ever hell that? seen before what animal has like a dog ish body and a bird's beak on its face. What are you talking about? Yeah. So here's the story at the time. Uh, Jenna Hewitt was 26 years old when she and her three friends saw everybody crowded around something uh, on the beach. Uh, they later spoke to the, to the newspaper, the independent about it saying, we didn't know what it was. We joked that maybe it was something from plum Island. Oh, what's Plum Island? Plum Island, Kristen.
0: Something for us to put a pin in?
1: I don't think so. I would have thought it would be a bigger tangent or Uh something, but I think it's vital to this story. Yeah. And the Montauk monster is really one of the big things to come out of the Plum Island incidents or conspiracy theories. Plum Island is um, uh, a genuine place. It's an island. On Plum Island, there are government offices and laboratories. Oh, okay. Laboratories like the Plum Island animal disease center Mm -hmm. which back in the 1950s was trying to create bioweapons this is true yeah what i'm telling you right now is not a conspiracy theory this Mm -hmm. part's true i saw on wikipedia them referring to it as anti-animal bioweapons i don't i can't begin to imagine what that is Means and for what purpose? Anti animal, could that be anti us? Anti, it doesn't mean turning animals, humans are the greatest game of all. Well, I just mean us, meaning like literally life, like this thing kills Uh, people, right? Uh The other big conspiracy theory about Plum Island is that people claimed for a while this is where Lyme disease. Was engineered. There was a big controversy and and conspiracy that Lyme disease, which you can get from like ticks and stuff like that, named after Lyme, Connecticut, evidently, mm-hmm. was engineered on Plum Island. It is oh. not an organic well, condition. A lot, guys, it was made. That's not true. Oh. But that is the kind of stuff they were evidently well, actually doing in the fifties. Was trying to create yeah. illnesses. I guess stuff that could go viral and kill people—bioweapons. Yeah, that's what Resident Evil is about.
0: No, I know. I mean, I know that that's a real thing that people have worked on. It's they work on all kinds of like secret crap. They want to find out until later. Like, um, I actually just watched an episode of Expedition X with Josh Gates, oh. where he was um investigating the Mothman, and they were Did he looking. Him? No. And they were looking into this like location where they were testing these essentially like jetpacks for humans where you could fly, but you have, you know, stuff that's making you fly and seeing if maybe that could explain some of the Chicago Mothman sightings. Um, It couldn't explain them. Okay. But uh, but that was a thing that people were working on. They were talking to, like, an older guy who had worked in this facility however long ago and it was like a jetpack man who flew around. on a
1: pair of jet pants and went flying yeah. around in the sky? Yeah. Okay. I know. It's crazy. But bioweapons... So when I say Resident Evil, I mean very literally like in Resident Evil, it's about the evil Umbrella Corporation Mm -hmm. that created a a virus called the T-Virus, which turned into a zombie thing and made everybody zombies. And then the entire franchise is about bioweapons, quote unquote bioweapons. So I'm reading about Plum Island. I'm like, what is going on? Plum Island is also in the movie Silence of the Lambs Mm -hmm. when they're trying to convince Hannibal Lecter. To work for the FBI, when Clarice is like, They'll, "You'll be able to dip your toes in the ocean. Yeah, go for walks on the beach." The promise was you'll be able to go to Plum Island. Oh now God. I didn't know what that meant. They were promising Hannibal Lecter, "You can go to where animal disease research happens. That's your wonderful getaway." But then again, he's Hannibal Lecter. About but to still. say maybe that was his, maybe that was his request. You probably love that. I want to go to Plum Island? Plum Island. I won't eat the plums. <laughs> Bring me is a Montauk that- monster for dinner, I don't think he'd be interested in the plums. But it's just—it's just like it's a—it's well, a, it, <laughs> he's interested in the plums already. Yeah, but like the 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 idea that they would send Hannibal Lecter to a place that is arguably now science, obviously, this research is probably by and large aside from bioweapons mm-hmm. it's probably very important. They discuss stu- they uh, studied like mad cow disease stuff yeah. there, you know, like. But the idea of sending Hannibal Lecter there just highlights the ick factor of it yeah. all. So weirdly appropriate, mm-hmm. or something. Um, so the biological warfare program was ended by Nixon in '69, but again, it's sort of just lived on in conspiracy theories. Yeah. So the idea here, even posited from the original article about the Montauk Monster, was we thought it was something from Plum Island, mm-hmm. meaning we thought it was a bizarro monster creature right. animal experiment.
0: I mean, not that a terrible... washed ashore
1: from Plum Island over there where they do weird animal research That's really stuff. not a terrible supposition. It's just crazy. Um, the original story ran with the headline, The Hound of Bonnickville.
0: Okay, clunky. Montauk Monster is definitely better. That's,
1: right here it says, Good one, Montauk Monster is way better. Yeah. <laughs> you on the same page? The original draft of the title, not The Hound great. of Bonnickville Look. sucks. Montauk Monster slaps. Yeah. That's the one we're all sticking with. Definitely. Evidently, Bonnickville was playing on the term Bonnickers. Which is the term for what? natives of East Hampton. Okay. Like when people say that like bennies go to the beach. You know oh, what I mean? okay. It's like Whatever. kind of colloquial term. Yeah. So now here's, here's, a, uh, here's a little quote of a, of a story here that's kind of interesting. A local newspaper quoted an anonymous resident who claimed that the animal was only the size of a cat. Oh. And that it had decomposed to a skeleton by the time all the press coverage was happening. All they had was this photo. No body. hmm Um. She would not identify its location for inspection. They claimed that, quote, a guy took it and put it in the woods in his backyard, but would not say who or where. What? Um, The father denied that his daughter was keeping the body's location a secret. Whatever. They don't have the body. Okay. Some guy dragged it away and put it in the woods in his backyard? What?
0: So it just disappeared? Nobody knows where the Montauk monster is? No, he
1: could still be out there. Right. (laughs) Montauk monster was dead to begin with. But who dragged it away and put it in their backyard? What are you doing? Yeah. Bonikers. What do you mean you put it in your backyard? I know. So here are some theories. William Wise, the director of Stony Brook University's Living Marine Resources Institute, discounted the following possibilities. Could it be a raccoon? Mm. No. The legs appear to be too long in proportion to the body. Maybe it's a sea turtle that lost its shell. My God. The sea turtles have that sort of like beak. Yeah, I know. know? But it
0: doesn't sound like anything else.
1: Sea turtles do not have fur or teeth. Yeah. So no. Maybe it's just a big rodent. No. Rodents have two large distinctive incisor teeth in front of their mouths. Not a rodent. Dog or other canines such as coyote. The corpse is dog-like, but the eye ridge and feet, they don't match. All right. What about a sheep? A sheep. No, although the face looks somewhat ovine, sheep do not have sharp teeth. So basically, the to hell hear this is going guy, on here? nobody knows what the hell this thing is, Kristen, uh, up to this point. Yeah. People up seem to this point to, p- in our people, story that you have? Yeah, or? people okay. seem to know what this thing is. Okay. But uh, this guy, the 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 point is, theories run amok. What sure. is this thing? And almost every animal you can think of, people are like, no, it's not that because of this. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what is it? So. Larry Penny, East Hampton's director of natural resources, added that when raccoons get old, they wander off to marshes to die. High tide might have floated one out of a marsh and into the sea. It's a raccoon. But it's haunches. The guy said that the raccoon's legs were too long. Against the other stuff where it's like turtles don't have teeth. It's not a turtle. (laughs) Maybe this raccoon had long legs. I guess so. Maybe he's wrong. We have a photo to look at, yeah. and we don't have the body. So there are people that are like, "No, I've laid photos of of like raccoons on top of this thing. Yeah, the legs could absolutely be that size. Yeah. The general consensus is in the photograph, its body is partially decomposed, Gross. its face is decomposed. Yeah. What appears to be a beak is weird photography. Mm-hmm. This is a raccoon okay. that died. Maybe it wandered off to a marsh to die. Mm-hmm. Maybe it followed a will-o'-the-wisp.
0: Right, Flowing
1: sure. green in the night. Sure. Died in a bog, got washed out to sea. Man. Decomposed, washed up on the beach. Montauk monster.
0: That poor guy.
1: The general consensus is raccoon. Raccoon. But there's still, you know. Roddy raccoon. Raccoon. Roddy Raccoon. Instead of Rocky Raccoon. But there's still room for the evidence there is maybe it's a weird angle on the photograph that makes it look like it has a beak. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a raccoon.
0: Yeah, maybe it right? has a beak.
1: Just to just to now be a complete hypocrite sure. where I'm making fun of shows that can't do anything conclusively,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which, I, you know, what do I expect them to do? I expect Josh Green to find a, a mothman and Josh stuff? Josh Gates. Have a little respect. I'm talking about a different man than Josh Green. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... You know, what do I, like... I know. I don't know. They say it's a raccoon. Right. I read somewhere that people were like, we all agree it's a raccoon. Yeah. But it's weird. So that's the Montauk monster. Yeah. But I do have this small addendum. Because the Montauk monster isn't the only thing to wash up on beaches. There is a thing, there's a full Wikipedia page about something called a globster. And the Montauk Montauk monster might be a sort of version of a globster. Ugh. So because we're never going to cover this anywhere else ever for any reason.
0: What the hell is it?
1: A globster is a pile of flesh. William. That washes up from the ocean that appears not to have the form of any animal anybody has ever seen before. What? Tissue. Living tissue that washes up out of the ocean which <coughs> stories of, of things like this go back to you 18- a little there sorry I had a globster <laughs> in my throat <laughs> there uh, in 1808 one of the earliest cases of what we believe to be a globster washed up referred to you as believe. the. believe I don't believe it I don't need this fair enough it was called the stronce beast okay just a pile of flesh that people were like what is it does this just imply that like big masses of flesh are just floating around what living in the flesh? water I mean imagine as if like you know, um uh oh boy, it's 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 almost hard to. What s- kind of meat? Ugh! Right, meat without yeah. a skeleton, meat right. without a form. There's no face. There's no arm. There's no leg. There's no digestive tract. It is a blob of flesh.
0: A muscle.
1: <clears throat> a muscle. Ew. So there's that. There's the Saint Augustine monster. There's something called trunco, the Tasmanian globster, the New Zealand globster, Bermuda blob, Nantucket blob. <laughs> Bermuda Blob 2 and Chilean Blob from 2003. Here's what it is. These I don't need. Here's what it is. These blobs of flesh are usually, read always, parts of dead whales washing up on the beach. Imagine a whale dies. Its skeleton gets pulled away from the flesh of its body. And the flesh floats along, washes up on a beach. And people go what is that?
0: Yeah, right. And start
1: going like, is it, was it, was this alive? Like this, just like meat floating in the ocean? Oh my God, the ocean is so disgusting. So disgusting. Um, and that is also what led me to look up something called the Panama Creature, um, which was another drowned animal thing with all the fur sloughed off its body it was uh-huh. a dead sloth
0: okay oh you made God. me look up so much gross no, dead stuff no i did the ocean no i didn't i told you <coughs> it was to the you. montauk monster did i tell you to go into globsters and the panama whatever no i did not you decided to follow that yellow brick
1: road good luck looking up the montauk monster without seeing dead flesh try it
0: no thank you google it no i won't i bet that if the I bet the Wikipedia for the Montauk Monster is like a picture of the Montauk Monster and some and some information. I bet it's not
1: also hunks of dead flesh. The Montauk Monster is dead flesh. Well,
0: you have to you know look at I mean. stuff that's dead. I mean, the one dead thing is what, what is- I tasked you with. Not all these other things. Next challenge this is
1: you. Imagine scrolling down a page and seeing something that says "see also Globster" and not clicking on that. I cannot. I what can. What the hell's a Globster? I wouldn't do it.
0: In the context of the Montauk monster, do I want to know what a globster is? The second you said there's something called a globster, I went, whoa. So if I was on the computer, I would just be like, no thanks, I don't want to know.
1: Man, I had to know. I just had to know. You're right, I have no one to blame but myself. Correct. It was my own hubris. Yes, that that undid you. That's right. Well, there you go.
0: Ugh, well, barfy barf barf barf. Barf. Now let's talk about some muddy mud mud. Hell yeah. This is our last thing. This is called simply... The Big Muddy Monster.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) This
0: is from Murfreesboro, Illinois, and there are police reports about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is fun. So the first report came in, they were like rapid fire, on June 25th. There was a couple that was parking near the boat dock um, in this area next to the woods. And the two of these people who were not married, Uh is noted, this is 1973, um, said that they were in the car when they heard a loud screaming sound in the wooded area and observed a, quote, large creature approximately seven feet tall. The creature appeared to have light colored hair matted with mud. The creature appeared to be walking on two legs and was proceeding toward the car, which is scary. So the two of them came to the police department, um, which is noted like, was a big deal because they had to risk exposing their dalliance because they were just so scared. They need to let somebody know that this was out there. Um, So police searched the area everywhere. And they did spot some weird tracks that were in the mud. They're approximately three to four inches deep, 10 to 12 inches long and three inches wide. While they were searching the area, they heard another scream coming from not where they were in the woods. So they went and investigated in that direction. But they didn't find anything. So then the next evening... Another call comes in from two teenagers who were sitting on the back porch when they spotted a tall, white-haired, hairy creature in a field just to the edge of the woods. So the officers responded right away. They're like, oh, my God, this is the same thing that happened last night. What the hell? And when they were at the scene looking, a neighbor came out and said, yeah, my five-year-old son just came in like 10 minutes ago and said that he saw something on the edge of the woods. So the police are like, what the hell is going on here? Like yeah. these people." People don't really have a stake in each other why are they all seeing the same thing so they start traveling around the officers like looking in the woods and stuff and they find a footpath that they start going down and they start to notice a stench on the footpath and a slimy film on the tree branches Ooh. not good um they brought in, like, dogs, like on you to check this out.
1: To sniff the stinky To bath. sniff the
0: stinkies. And they tracked that scent all the way to a barn that was in the woods. But then once it got to the barn, the dog refused to go inside.
1: Good. Good job, yes. doggy.
0: Yes. Right? Good discernment, You doggy. never
1: bring me out to find, you know, the, the lost bag of cookies. Yeah. You never bring me out to trail the, sal- the scent of donuts. Yeah,
0: it's a stinky smell. There's <laughs> slime everywhere. Now there's a cl- Closed barn. I go no further. It's going to be a stinky ass nasty path. Yeah, it's going to be something nasty. <laughs> Leading
1: to a fuming barn.
0: No. No. So the dog wouldn't go in. And so we just don't know what happened here. Like, why was there this Bigfoot creature that was muddy? Now, William, you might ask yourself, what the hell does this have to do with sea monsters and river monsters? Mud. Water. Film. Well, yes, mud. That would be a tenuous connection. But I've got a little bit more for you. There is a creature... That is basically the same in Missouri called the Creve Core monster. And investigators have posited and theorized that this is, in fact, the same monster that is traveling between Illinois and Missouri by river between the locations. This monster might be swimming. What? It might be a sea sasquatch that is going back and forth. Sea sasquatch. And perhaps that's where the mud has come from.
1: Is that it? Yeah, that's it. So there are, there, no one
0: knows? No, we don't know. But we might find out because there is currently a documentary being filmed about this.
1: Is this happening now? As of
0: April 21st, 2021, there's a documentary coming out. Are these
1: stories recent?
0: Uh, well, I mean, the, the ones with the police department are from the 70s. Okay. But there's at least enough, you know, smoke. That apparently a documentary crew thought maybe there's a little fire there. What? And so keep your eyes peeled for something about the big muddy monster coming out. Stink
1: ass. That's
0: right. So, Stink Oh, so keep an eye and a stank. nose. Keep an eye and a nose out. It's a for this coming documentary.
1: Sw- swimming up and down the river <laughs> Oh, no. Spooking, everybody. That's right. All it's doing is scaring people. Yeah. So he's scary and usually, stinky. Usually
0: teens and twos, <laughs> yeah, it seems.
1: Right. Some teens smell the teen number for two. two and two for teens. <laughs> it's the stank squash stinking its way up the path. <laughs> Even dogs don't like them. Oh, that's sad. In,
0: um, in the-, <laughs> the
1: lonely life of a humble river stink squatch well
0: i'm gonna tell you what's even sadder about the poor stink squatch because it's getting its reputation is getting smeared left and right because in the article about the documentary that's linked in the show notes they have like a picture of the making of the documentary and it's somebody in like basically like a white bigfoot outfit that has like mud all down like it's midsection and down so just like a sasquatch shit its pants (laughs) It's like white fur with like oh, no. brown mud all over it.
1: When you're, right, when you're swimming in a river and you feel your tummy quiver, <laughs> you're a snake squash. <laughs> snake squash, I keep saying it as, which squash Stank. maybe is appropriate. Yeah, it's not bad. The squash.
0: You're probably squashing Just in that squashing muddy around.
1: river. <laughs> Stank you know? as squash. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Getting your feet stuck what in the, the mud hell? and then suctioning out.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, Man, local police fielding calls where they're like, Somebody says they saw, like, a stinky monster. (laughs) What? And then they get a phone call the next day that's like, I saw a stinky monster, too. They're like, what the hell? The more that that happens where – like, how long does it take for a cop to go, like, I think we have a monster. (laughs) Right? Like, how many phone calls do you think it takes before at least one cop's like, chief, I think there might be a monster in town. You know, so if,
0: like – it takes three killings, so there'd be a serial killer. Yeah. Then I guess it'd be the third call. You're like, I think we got a monster.
1: <laughs> I think we got a go go. go ghost. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is bizarre, Kristen.
0: I know. So that's a roundup of creatures from the deep, or sometimes not so deep.
1: Stanky old stink squash. <laughs> yeah,
0: stink, stink squash. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah, I don't care if you like tonight a blast.
0: <laughs> and as we mentioned before, we have a Patreon. We have all kinds of stuff. We have merch. And you can find all that by going to com.
1: Yeah, go check it all out, everybody. Mm-hmm. This was super fun. Yeah. You can also follow us online, by the way.
0: That's right. I'm at Chillin Kristen.
1: Yeah. uh, Hey, thank you all so much. We're going to be back. William
0: is at the Myth
1: Traveler. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Oh I yeah.
0: forgot about that. We got to
1: follow me. <laughs> um, this was wild. I'm yeah. sorry. The Sting Squash really, I think, has just erased my brain. I don't even know what to do with myself anymore.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, good timing because we're at the end of the show. That's true.
1: So. All right, everybody. Well, we'll be back next week for more spooky old weird stories. That's right. But until that time comes, we must travel.
0: Back to the netherworld. Go we. Squish? Squash?
1: Hey, everybody.
0: (laughs) I'm stinky.
1: (laughs) I'm stinky. Yeah. (laughs) So now he's just proud of being a stinky man. Right, that's me.